is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Remuta! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Back to the Revuture, the show in which we take a classic film that one of us or both of us might not have seen, and we take a look at it now. I'm Amber Inch. And I'm Drew Bridger. Hey! <laughs> Amber did another intro, and <laughs> you know what that means? We found another one. <laughs> we found another film. See, it's not that bad. You haven't seen all films. What? I never claimed to have seen all well, films you were ever. Well, out like you've seen all films ever. I merely claimed to have seen a lot. No, you would just, you've just seen a lot that I haven't. Maybe uh, that's what it is. It's the expense of a misspent youth. Yeah. So that's what comes with it, unfortunately. It's what also comes with having the kind of brain that just... <laughs> for facts about <laughs> films and watching loads of behind the scenes stuff because if there's films that I really like I'll be like oh, I wonder how they made this film and I'll watch a behind the scenes thing on it mm, okay although shockingly this might surprise you to know I have never watched a film with director's commentary that doesn't surprise me <laughs> oh, I thought that might surprise you <laughs> yes we it's have really indeed distracting. We, <laughs> we have indeed found another film that I haven't seen, that Amber has, and I feel like I might be showing a little bit of my ignorance with this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little bit. I initially had this completely confused (gasps) with an entirely different film. Oh. Yeah. um... I mean, you can take a guess, but let's not take a guess at what I confused it with just yet, because you might... Okay, okay, okay. What film did we watch? We watched Two Wong Fu, Thank You for Everything, Julie Neymar. <laughs> That's not even her name! <laughs> I never remember that. <laughs> Newmar! Julie Newmar! But there's somebody called Neymar. There is, yeah, but that's not who's... That's She wasn't Catwoman. I get her name wrong every day. I just can't remember that bit, so that's why, yeah. that's why when I said to you, have you ever seen Two Wong Fu and then just stopped... <laughs> well, I believe that, well the, here's the thing, right? I've only ever heard it referred to as Tu Wong Fu or Tu Wong Fu Thanks, Thanks for Everything. everything. Yeah. yeah, because the Julie Newmar part is yeah. just her signing off. It's the Tu Wong Fu Thanks for Everything that's the autograph bit that's like the main yeah. part. Yeah. I, and I had no idea that that was the full title mm. of it. I thought it was just... Tu Wong Fu. Well, commonly referred to as Tu Wong Fu. Yeah, I think it is, because the rest of it's really, really long. Exactly. I knew it had a pretty long title. Mm. But this came out in 1995. Yeah. So you were only five when this yeah, came out. Yeah, I didn't out. see it when it first no, came out, obviously. I, I'm not but I did see it when I was did. quite young. I was about nine, eight or nine. I was quite young. I probably didn't really understand half of it when I first saw it. Really? I think. I don't know. I can't remember. I just remember really liking it, because there was like... Good music and like cool hairs and wigs and dresses and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And that really resonated with you. In the 90s, when I was uh, like nine years old, having makeovers and being with your friends and doing a dance, then yeah, that is, yeah. (laughs) That's all I need in a film. (laughs) (laughs) Does it tick this criteria? (laughs) Do they have a makeover sequence? Yes. Yes. Do they have cool, funky clothes? Yes. Yes. Do they have amazing wigs and good music? Yes. Yes. Well, that's all I need to know. (laughs) Excellent. 
excellent. Yeah. That's your ideal film then. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, I'm glad we've gone with one that speaks so so well to you. <laughs> I know. So, for those that might not know, every episode that we do of this show, generally we will start it off with whoever hasn't seen the film that we are watching. They will give a synopsis of what they thought the film was going to be before having actually watched this film. Now, obviously, we've gone through quite a few episodes where Amber has given us some synopsis of some films. (laughs) And a lot of them have been pretty much... Yeah, not too bad. No, not too far off. that's because the films that you've chosen that I haven't seen are actually really famous. And I've seen other things around them or based on them and it kind of given me an idea about what the film is so it's difficult to know what this film is going to be about because i mean the title obviously doesn't give you anything it's ridiculous who's wong fu for a start and why is she thanking him we i mean (laughs) this is the thing these are the questions that we never actually have answered well wong fu is maybe the guy that owns the restaurant i mean i i guess and she's saying thanks because she likes i don't know the food? Yeah. Maybe. To Wong food. <laughs> to Wong's food. She just accidentally missed the D out <laughs> To Wong's food. Thanks for everything. <laughs> Service was impeccable. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So obviously, this time, I had to write a synopsis for what I thought the mm-hmm. film was. And as I suggested, I, I think I got this drastically really wrong. mistaken for... I'm not too wrong. <laughs> okay. The gist is right. there. Okay. But I believe I, I got the basic premise of this mixed up with a different film. You thought it was Patricia, Priscilla. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I, I think it's I quite did. Si- not that it's similar, but it's kind of... Yeah, I can kind of see why you would mm. think that that would... Mm. Yeah, because it's kind of similar. So here's my synopsis for what I thought to Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, what's about? <laughs> Three amateur drag queens. I'm right so far. They're not amateur, they won an award. Well... The, the first ten minutes of the film was them winning an award. Oh, okay. <laughs> but are they amateur in the sense that they're not doing they it for work? Okay, I don't know. They don't. This is that. the thing. Okay, carry on, okay. Okay. Three amateur drag queens. Pretty, pretty all right so far. Rent an RV to travel across the country to meet their idol in Vegas after finding an autographed photo of them. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> it is wrong. It's, it's just to, not they right. They to California. <laughs> well, to, Vegas... To get to no, be Vegas isn't the... even in California, is it? Vegas is in Nevada. <laughs> what am I thinking? We've been there and I should know that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not an RV. They don't go to Vegas. They don't necessarily meet their idol, but they do meet Julie Newmar. Yeah, and they do really like her. <laughs> and it is because of an autographed photo of them. I suppose. I suppose. You got the RV part from Queen of the Desert. They're in an RV there, aren't they? I did. I haven't seen yeah, that, actually. So. I, I think that is Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yeah. That's that I was getting that from. I thought it was going to be... Something a little bit more along the lines of, I hasten to say, a Goonies-style adventure. What? (laughs) They're going through, like, a chest of old photos. (laughs) And they find an autographed photo of Julie Newmar. 
and it says to Wong Fu, thanks for everything. And they go, oh, we've got to find out who Wong Fu is. And they go, oh, well, Julie Newmar is in Vegas. So why don't we travel to Vegas, meet her and ask her what this signed photo is all about? I what thought it was this signed photo is all about. Yeah, like who <laughs> is who well, needs gotta... to explain? Oh, so you think yeah. it says that on the photo that they find? Why would they find that? Whose attic are they? In? What what box are they finding this photo in that they don't know what that means? How have they got this photo then? Look, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think the synopsis through very well because no. I was banking on the film explaining it oh, to me. Oh, okay, right. So you thought you had got it so right I, that the film yeah. would actually help your understanding of what you yeah. had written. Yeah. Okay. I literally thought that I had it nailed and the film was just going to fill in the blanks of right. anything that I had missed. Well, you were wrong. <laughs> I was. <laughs> So tell me about how this film was something that you had seen and I hadn't and how this was on your radar. And... What do you mean? <laughs> I can't tell you how you haven't seen it, obviously. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> don't um, explain to me how I haven't <laughs> seen the film. Like, I realise I haven't seen the film <laughs> because it just wasn't something that I had thought to no, put on. And it hasn't got Spider-Man or Batman or it's got Catwoman yet. in it, though. I don't know what the it, it is. It does have a Catwoman in it. <laughs> and um, it's got... And they sing Wonder Woman. They do Wonder sing... Woman. They do sing... That's the connection that I didn't expect to have in this film. <laughs> like, oh, it is connected to a comic book movie. Because <laughs> yeah. there's things about Wonder Woman. She's reading a comic Woman. as well in one scene. That is You've got true. this movie all wrong. <laughs> I I had this film so wrong. I I, I didn't have this pegged right and at all. Blade was in it. Blade was <laughs> in it. There is more on that okay, later, okay, trust okay. me. Trust me. Okay. The Blade before he was Blade, but it still when was nonetheless. He, Blade? he was Blade in I think it was nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine. Not too far after. No, because Blade as a film, saved Marvel and the Marvel yeah, franchises. Off, yeah. And it was because of the success of Blade and everyone kind of found out when it was coming out, like, oh, this is a comic book. Like, Blade is a comic book. Because mm. up until now, yeah, sure, we've had Superman, a, we've a had bad Batman. Hulk series. <laughs> a bad Hulk series, yeah. They had a Roger Corman Fantastic Four film mm-hmm. that Terrible. never really took off. And yeah. again, this is the thing. I've seen behind the scenes things on that. They were literally writing the scenes that they were about to film behind the sets oh. of where they were filming them. They'd run back, take it out of the typewriter and then go and shoot it. Mm. They were writing the film as they were going. So, you know. Poor, that's poor. <laughs> but Blade as a film saved Marvel and then... After that, they did X-Men and then the Sam Raimi Mm Spider-Man. But, hey, Wesley Snipes was in this before he was Blade. Yeah. All this time spent being a woman. (laughs) Being a whole lot of woman. Yes, a lot of woman. Yeah. So when did you first 
watch this film. Then? I watched this at my nana's house because she had watched it some for some reason. I don't know, just because she's a film watcher and watches all types of films. Um, and she said she thought that I would really like it because it's such. A, I think she was taken by the fact that it was kind of a love story in parts, and you know, it's nice in the end it turns out really nice and everybody stands up for them and it's cute like a cute it's like a cutesy story really i mean you know if it wasn't for the drag queen part it would just be a regular family friend love romance type type film if it weren't for the drag queen aspect of it this film would be a lot more boring well, yeah, obviously, but I'm I'm yeah. saying it's got that kind of regular rom not rom com, but it would if if they weren't part of it, it would have that regular American family film. Right, and mm. you've watched this multiple times. Yeah, not low, maybe three, four. I mean, it's it's more than an average amount of people might have seen this film. Probably, I don't yeah. know. I'm probably wrong about this entire thing because. I'll be honest with you, I didn't think of this film necessarily as being a classic. But having seen it now, I can see how it would be iconic. Yeah. In a way. And I don't know how much of a difference there is between a classic film and an iconic film. Mm. Maybe a classic film is a classic because it has a broader spectrum of appeal, whereas an iconic film has a niche appeal, but within that niche, it's kind of lifted up on a pedestal as yeah. being something great and inspirational. I mean, I've literally just done the definition there, so I don't know why <laughs> I said I don't know what the difference is, because I've just done the you know definition. The <laughs> that is literally... So if you're listening along and you've always wondered what the difference <laughs> between those... There we go. We've, we've, we've discovered it there. Yeah. <laughs> So I think we mentioned before that maybe you would say, is it a classic, would you show it to your children? So once your children reach a certain age, you say to them, oh, you have to watch this. And that's kind of what I think makes a classic. You know, if you if you try and pass it on to the next generation because they have to see it. And so I'm coming from it in a different angle maybe because I was shown this. Yeah. by like an older family not a parent but a grandparent even right so that kind of makes me feel like oh it's such a classic because she said oh you have to sit down and watch this it's so it's fun it's good it's funny it's great you know that type of thing so i suppose yeah. that's what makes me think of it in that way because i've had a different experience of it yeah because when you do something like that it's a shared experience because the person that's sharing it with you is going oh when i first saw this film i really really enjoyed it mm. i thought it was great and they want you to have that same experience that same feeling as well yeah, yeah. so obviously when you do something like that with jurassic park or <laughs> back to the future or the goonies or the karate kid you're sat there waiting for the moment where mr miyagi goes Show me sand the floor. Yeah, show me like, paint the fence. We were teaching karate the whole time. Exactly. So, okay, right. we're, we're talking about Karate Kid again. <laughs> <laughs> there is never not going to be an episode where we don't somehow bring it back to Karate Kid. Ah, oh, that must be a record. When that is was this like going to end. <laughs> it's like quarter of an hour before we brought it back to Karate Kid. 
Ah, I mean, okay, we're not really like comparing the two, but it's a similar in experience. So I can understand how this could be seen by some as a classic, maybe not a broad spectrum of classic. Yeah, there's kind of like a cult type feeling about it. You know, there's a certain group of people that would say it's a Mm. classic because they saw it, enjoyed it, and it's from the 90s, and now that is quite a long time ago. <laughs> it is, oh, God. Uh, you know, I was born yeah. in 1990, and that makes me 30, which means that some right. of the 90s was 30 years ago. <laughs> I know. So it's not, it's you know. awful. This was made in 1995. This was the yeah, year so that... Yeah, far off, so 25 years. Yeah, this is the year that my brother was born. This there film is as old as my brother, so... <laughs> In the year, eh? <laughs> right? So in the year that I was born, I got such films as Evil Dead 2, Robocop and Predator. And my brother got Jurassic Park. No, Jurassic Park was 94, I think. I think it came out here in 95, though. I think that's what happened. Um, but he got, yeah, so he got to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Numa. Well, I have to tell you that I actually prefer this film to Robocop. What? (laughs) And Predator, actually. Shocking. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, we'll we'll get into that later on. No, we won't get into that. Let's get into that now. Okay, all right. So what is it about this film that really appealed to you? I mean, other than the wigs, (laughs) the montage sequence, the dressing up. (laughs) I don't know. I just really like it. I like that they come into this town being scared because it's middle America, what they call it, and they don't think that these people are going to be tolerable. (laughs) Well, they're not tolerable at the start. (laughs) I didn't mean tolerable. Tolerant. I meant tolerant. Yeah, but they're also not that tolerable at the start. (laughs) Some of them aren't, no. Some of them them are pretty intolerable, The guys are pretty intolerable. They really are. That's guys. (laughs) Well, yeah, but this is the thing, isn't it? Because we can't figure out where they are. No. It's only small town middle America. Well, that's the thing. You don't need to know, I suppose. They're just It's just a place. This is just a place. It could, But I think that's the genius of it, is that it could be any yeah, it place. it could literally be any one of them. And they're still, they'd still be met with the same standoffishness, possible hostility. Yeah. You know, it's still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, they think they're going to be hated, kicked out. They think they're going to have a really horrible time. And actually, they don't. Actually, because they can see beyond what they are and they help them and they're all very nice to them in the end and it works out nice. It is. It's a nice... It's, it's a nice story. It is. It's just a nice story. It is. And it's a it's feel-good just... thing because you think, oh, you know, oh, they're going to meet... I mean, they do meet some trouble along the way and they do have hard times because obviously being three drag queens driving across America, you are going to have hard times. But they don't kind of focus on that in mm. the film, which I like because it's like you don't give that intolerance and hate a voice so much. So you don't give a power. You just right. show them these people's journey and these people's story in this yeah. one small town that actually got to like them and love them in the end. Yeah. So it's nice. And for two of them, it's particularly bad because one of them is black and one of them is Hispanic. Yeah. So, you know, even if they And the policeman t- does not like that. No. <laughs> Because yeah, so even some... if they weren't dressed as women, there would still meet problems in that place. Yeah, because there is some, there is one moment with some slurs 
that yeah, would not swirls. fly today. But, I mean, that's the point. They're saying it to exactly. be shocking and to come yeah. across as look. This is he's a policeman and he's acting like this. This is ridiculous. Well, less surprising than you would think. It's still shocking though to see somebody y- in that yeah. uniform saying those words right exactly. in front of you, like on you know on the camera on screen like that. It's just, exactly. It's still shocking. Exactly. And I think this is what we've spoken about a couple of times because I think it's come up in a few films. Anytime someone says a slur that by anyone's standards, especially today, but even back then, by most people's standards, would be considered a pretty bad thing to say. Mm. By using it in that context, in that scene and in that scenario, it's actually highlighting how bad it is that they use that slur. And in this instance, how bad it is that the person using that slur shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's kind of showing by, don't do this. Mm. Also, now, since you've brought up that scene scene with a policeman. Right. When he's trying to put, not when he's trying to, when he puts his hand up Patrick Swayze's skirt, Patrick Swayze actually put a corn in the cob in his pants. And they were like, this corn in the cob was like hanging down. So when the guy shoved his hand (laughs) up there, the shock on his face in the film was real. I didn't know that. You didn't, you've brilliant. never watched this film before, no, never so why would you know that? F- <laughs> I get the feeling that much like Rocky... <laughs> no, no. I'm going to find out a lot no, about no, this no, no. There's only one more that thing that I know. And... Oh, there's only one more? Oh, no, two, actually. Okay, two. Two things, kind of. But yeah, maybe we'll come to that. Maybe it'll be a natural progression to okay. those things. We'll, we'll see if they just naturally come up. Yeah, they probably will. Quite much like, good at steering conversation, you know, much into like my... Patrick Swayze's <laughs> corn cob. <laughs> We'll just see if it naturally comes out. See? It worked. I have thoughts. Okay. Oh dear. <laughs> yes. I do have to say, I didn't expect to connect with the film. Okay. And after having seen it, I don't necessarily think that I actually did. Oh. I did enjoy watching it. I appreciated the comedy. I also kind of feel like, in a way, this film was not written to captivate me as a person and was never really meant to. But after having seen it, I can see how this film would be really, really significant to someone who was having a same life experience that the three main characters in this film have, i.e., you know, growing up as a gay man Mm. and wanting to be a drag queen, wanting to be fabulous, Yeah, you know, and having that kind of life where you're met with adversity. Yeah. Like, being the person that I am, I've I've not really been met with adversity in my lifetime. So I feel like by connecting with this film would be under false pretenses because I don't think it's designed to connect with me. But No, I don't feel specifically connected like I can relate to the things in the film, but I watch it and I think, oh, it's just so it's just so good. Uh, I just think it's really good. It is, and that's what I'm saying. Like I can appreciate it as like a good film. It. As a good yeah. film. Just wanted to kind of get that 
out of the way okay, first. Okay. So I'm not kind of saying like, oh, I really connect and resonate yeah, with okay, this film. When actually, I, it's not meant for me to connect and resonate with. But I can see... No, I think see... you're just meant to enjoy it for what it is. Right, exactly. While I'm enjoying it for what it is... Okay. <laughs> there's RuPaul in this film. Yeah, RuPaul. really young, nice young Really young RuPaul. RuPaul. This was 1995 before RuPaul was yeah, even like off, really hitting it off with yeah. the masses yeah i was surprised because i didn't realize how far back rupaul's career went no I, I don't know what he was doing then maybe he was like very famous on the circuit sure like you obviously you have to start somewhere like he i mean in the film obviously won the drag queen previous year yeah, yeah so he was like the reigning drag queen so doing yeah. things like that maybe yeah and i liked seeing that i thought yeah it was... so that's probably what he did in real life i mean oh yeah right i see what you mean yeah so yeah seeing rupaul in this took me by <laughs> surprise because i kind of stopped for a second like, wait whoa how wait when 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 did it this film come out good enough to actually have a credit in the front in the beginning scene though because we saw his name come He's up. right in the start yeah, yes so yeah. yeah. There is something wholly ironic about a, a gay black man in drag wearing a dress made from a Confederate flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is but something. That's what they're like. That's what they're like, isn't it? They go full yeah. throttle when they push the button. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are a lot of people that would be really really annoyed about that <laughs> but i think those are the exact people that yep. you want to those annoy with doing something like that yeah, <laughs> so, so i was like that is pretty fantastic like it yeah. takes a lot <laughs> ironically a lot of balls <laughs> to make a dress out of a confederate flag and, and wear that so i i did appreciate that i did notice in the opening credits kenny ortega yeah, Kenny Ortega. Of High School Musical, Kenny Ortega? Yeah, and Hannah Montana, Kenny Ortega. You know? How far back does his career go oh, as crazy. well? Oh, crazy. Before that, he was something before that. Yeah, he just done really? loads of stuff. Yeah. I had no idea that Kenny Ortega's <laughs> career went Kenny that Ortega far back. Kenny Ortega one more time. <laughs> I mean... Just like saying his name, I just think cause it just rolls off the tongue quite nicely. I do feel like if I say <laughs> his name one more time, he may appear... <laughs> And teach us the dance to we're all in this together. <laughs> I don't need to be taught. Yeah, no, well, I could do with some pointers. But, you know. <laughs> I think it, it goes to show how many people, as you said, who were on the circuit or to that extent were involved in this. I didn't realise how involved this film was. Yeah. Uh, so another thing that I've put, on my notes um it feels strange knowing that only two years before this wesley snipes was kicking about sly stallone in demolition man ah, <laughs> and that goes back to rocky with sylvester stallone we're just coming right. in a circle almost it's strange that in a way that we've kind of done this out of order because we've watched <laughs> Demolition Man already when actually I feel like... I actually like... forgot that he was in that. Did for you? some reason. But that's totally... I keep forgetting that we watched that. <laughs> I mean, I do remember you not rating it overly highly. 
But... It was strange. Sandra Bullock was the woman, yeah. Yeah, I that's right. Her. That's right. For some reason, that just isn't in my brain at all. Just totally forgot, pushed it out I for mean, new things. Made way for new things. You made you made way for more information about Tu Wong Fu is what <laughs> I you did. I made way for all the information about Rocky, though. <laughs> <laughs> the Rocky trivia time did take up a lot of brain space, yeah, so I lot. don't blame you for that. It was that. a lot. No, we were talking in Demolition Man about how he was asked to slow down his kicks because he was kicking right, yeah. so fast because he was yeah. a trained martial artist. The The camera couldn't and pick it up. you didn't even know then. He could have done that in heels. Right. <laughs> this is the impressive thing. I don't think that they utilised Wesley <laughs> Snipes' martial arts ability no. enough in this film because I genuinely thought that that was going to happen yeah. at one point when he said he's going to do martial arts I thought with the gang of guys who <laughs> oh, were, see, right. who were no, hurling he acts like a lady very ladylike and classy and would not do something like that hey look ladies Just can learn taekwondo okay? instead <laughs> <laughs> right yeah I mean one is equally as effective as the other, and I can appreciate that. So, sure, he probably took the route of least choreographed. Yes, so yeah, yeah. I can get behind that. You can't I do can. martial arts in that dress. No. Tucked. No, you can't, can't get <laughs> I mean, the you leg. You need a visit from Auntie Vida. Auntie Vida. I did like how they were all essentially... And you'll excuse the pun. I do apologise. Oh, no. Fairy godmothers. Now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. They were. Yes. They were fairy godmothers. So this is number two. You've just perfectly transitioned into this trivia of mine again. Number two trivia. It's almost it's like I planned it, darling. <laughs> it's not number two trivia. It's actually quite good trivia. It's just the second piece that I know. <laughs> I don't think any I mean, of your trivia two, is like number two <laughs> trivia. <laughs> number two like caca. <laughs> Not everything I touch turns to caca. <laughs> I don't think any of your trivia is number two trivia. I think it's okay. all number one. This is kind of um, fairy godmother related. Okay. So, you know, when they're watching everybody dancing and they're on the balcony and three together and she says, oh, pumpkins, you just need a fairy, that type of thing. So a Disney-related Wong Fu trivia... Oh my god! I this this thought briefly yes, popped into my head. Yes, what is it? Do you know? I can't believe that my brain made this connection, and I thought it was purely coincidental. But are you about to tell me that what I think is right well, actually is correct? Are they dressed in the colours of the three fairy godmothers from Sleeping yes! Beauty? Holy Jesus! That's why they did that. They were in those colours. Why did my brain make that connection? Yeah, that was exactly why they I did it. I don't know. Because they were stood there looking over everybody in those colours, which are iconic colours from the film, obviously. It's like imagery. And she says pumpkins and you just need a fairy and that kind yeah. of thing. And it's kind of, it just makes, I know it's not from Cinderella, but yeah. it just makes your brain think in that way, doesn't it? That's nuts. And I nearly so said it cool. out loud to know, you. So and I cool. didn't say it out loud when I saw that because I, in the back of my mind, I thought, ah, you know what? I think that just might be too much of a coincidence for said, it. You because I would have gone, <gasps> but then we wouldn't have had this. We wouldn't so. have had this reaction <laughs> no. together. I know this is a shared moment yeah. now. 
no, I, my brain for some reason made that little connection there, and I thought, yeah. oh yeah, it's weird because they're in red, green, they and like blue. Put them together in that way, well, like a pink, green, and blue. Yeah, kind of pinkish, pinkish, reddish, yeah. uh, green, and then and then blue. Oh, now my brain's just going to be racking itself for their names. <laughs> oh, but, no, no, I don't yeah. know. But I think it's because they said, oh, yeah, you're like an angel, and like yeah. fairy godmother and everything Yeah, because like they that. came into that town and they saved it. Well, they didn't save everybody, but that woman never spoke. She didn't talk to anybody. And then as soon as somebody talks to her about something that she knows and something that she likes and somebody got through to her because they like the same thing, she's talking and she's a completely different person. And then, you know, she's being beaten up by her husband, which is horrific. Yeah. And he comes in and just gives him a right hook and shoves him up. I did love that. And saves that woman's life, basically. Yeah. And you said that Stockard Channing. Yes. That's her name. Yes. And she was Rizzo. Yes. In Greece. She was an iconic lady. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I, I guess I didn't recognise her because in Greece she, she has totally short hair. Yeah. yeah. And she's obviously 20 years older. And again, this is what I was saying earlier about this film. Maybe perhaps not being classic, but being iconic. Yeah, there's so many people. I mean, all the people that are in the film, apart from the big three and then add Stockard Channing so that's like the big four because she was in Greece and that was just yeah. worldwide it's ridiculous that's still going now that people are watching that yeah everybody is somebody but they're just somebody small <laughs> I did put down here because we got curious about it and looked it all up everyone in the town is a friends extra <laughs> No, like they all three, just seem to be friends extras. I, I remember the girl, <laughs> the blonde girl, the young girl, and then obviously the old Bobby lady, Lee. Bobby Lee, yeah. Which is the Roberta. most... Roberta. <laughs> it's the most outback, you But know, that's why it's funny, because she mistakes name, the name yeah. for the guy's name, and he's like, Bobby no, Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's a Bobby something, a Bobby see, Lee or a said, Bobby Ray. No, no, or... not Bobby whatever, that's my sister. And I thought, oh, okay. And then they oh, end up... To, that can't be her, though. Unless the, no. maybe the name's just the same, but slightly different. And that's yeah. why I got confused. Well, I mean, again... Like, I thought he was kissing his sister, basically. A lot of stuff <laughs> gets shortened to Bobby sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, Robert Roberta. <laughs> I think most people would just be referred to as Bobby something because they just yeah. never bothered to learn your actual name. Yeah, probably, <laughs> Like, you yeah. move into town and someone just forgets your name and they just go... Hey, that and and they're like, what? And so, like, oh, he responded to that. So, you know, that's yeah. obviously what their name is now. Like Jimmy J. <laughs> no, Ray, Ray J. No, Jimmy Ray. Jimmy Ray. <laughs> Everything's like a double hyphenated name. <laughs> oh yeah, it must have been really awkward having to change clothes in a passenger seat of a yeah, convertible. Yeah, they kept changing clothes all the time. Maybe they just kept stopping. I mean, because we watched so. one where they had like a bad experience and then thought they'd killed the police officer, which, to be perfectly honest, I'm not a murderer and I don't want people to die, but it would have been helpful if he had. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so they went into the toilet and came out dressed in a different outfit and were like, oh, I've got a whole new lease on life now. Just change my outfit, makes me feel so much better. So maybe that happened and yeah. we just never saw it. I would think that 
and I did find that quite strange <laughs> that somehow going in and changing your clothes is just like, oh, I feel so much better now. Well, I don't, do. got a new, don't oh, at all a feel new... like anything bad's just happened. No, but they can just, you know, breathe in, breathe out. And if wearing nice clothes is something that makes you feel better, changing into a nice outfit helps. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, put on a new pair of shoes and you feel like a new woman. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, my immediate thought when that happened was, why don't they just use his radio and say, I'm really sorry, the person that was just checking our license because of our tail light has just had a heart attack. Someone has to come here and help him right now. Because they would take him to hospital but and I say mean, he didn't have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. And then I just thought. What type of film would that be? That'd be rubbish. And the reason why they're they're worried about the police officer even turning up behind them is because his license is a different name and he doesn't want to be vilified against because he dresses up like a lady. And you would think that that wouldn't matter to a police officer. But obviously, they don't well, really does, know that's where a they are. Situation because your license IDs you as Eugene with a man stubble and male hair. Sure. And then you could actually really be anybody. You could have stolen that because he can't tell who you are. You know, maybe. Oh, could... I didn't think of it like that because obviously, if he looks absolutely nothing like the photo, <laughs> it could be a complete. <laughs> it could be a stolen ID. You don't know it's going that it's even the same person. I didn't actually think. of so one thing that did surprise me, I was surprised that this was a PG movie. For some reason, I don't know why, I didn't think there was going to be no, a PG movie. No, I didn't movie. think it was either. I no. didn't I didn't think it was. I, had I mean, there wasn't no a huge amount of, you know, there was maybe like it it walked the line a little bit, you know. It was sure. kind of it was a bit oh, oh, is that oh, you know, just because of the language sometimes. Sure. Um, sure. but the content wasn't No. And and that's good to see. Like, I liked that. But what I was saying, really, is that I guess my expectations of it is that it was going to be a way more mature-themed oh, film. Okay. Oh, like, okay. they were going to get into situations and everything that w- you wouldn't see in a PG yeah. movie. Like, I there mean, was going to be a close, lot of stuff that happened. don't they? They get yeah. close enough, and it's kind of like... They are put in awkward, uncomfortable situations, which are sometimes uncomfortable to watch as the viewer. But I quite like that, though, because, I mean, they get to the point without really, like, labouring the Mm. point. You know, she just says, oh, no, she can't go into that motel. You know what happened last time? They're going to kill us. You know, that type of thing. And you just it's just enough for you to say they've been in experiences and situations before where people haven't been very nice and things haven't gone very well. And it's just a bit... Ooh, a bit tense which yeah. is good and that that's important and that does need to happen yeah um but then it's kind of it's not brushed under the carpet because you still know that they've got that underlying tension of wherever they go they might be booted out but it kind of carries on from that it moves forward from that in the film and then it turns into a nice a nice story of them helping a town and you know getting it's people very more footloose in a way <laughs> is it it is a little bit it's a little bit footloose <laughs> Um. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, okay. Dressing in drag isn't exactly banned in the town, so it's not exactly <laughs> like Footloose. But they come into a town that 
doesn't have these kinds of personalities and experiences and they introduce a concept <laughs> to them yeah. which is red and wild okay. <laughs> you know i love that this this social needs to have a theme what do you think of as strawberries uh strawberries <laughs> are red, red? Uh, right. oh okay right yeah um, wild strawberries? <laughs> yes, well, that's your theme. Red and wild. <laughs> red and wild. There you go. <laughs> and it worked. It and was it worked. wild and it so, was red. It was so amazing. They, they introduced the concept of being red and wild. <laughs> Having themed socials that wasn't just strawberry eating, you know. Right, sure. Oh, these people. <laughs> these people need help. And then they blitz the F back out of there, <laughs> leaving it better than when they found yes, it. Yes, angels. Right, so... Perfect. It's the perfect story. I mean, I'm not saying that Kevin Bacon is by any means a fairy godmother <laughs> or anything, making that comparison, but... He brings good things to a town. It's, okay, that's... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's relatively footloose. <laughs> Something else I liked about this film, it cut to the chase pretty quick. Yeah. There was There's very little sound. Yeah, it's good. You don't need it. Just got on you with it. You see straight away, Patrick Swayze's dressing up as a woman. Oh, he's a man in drag. Right. That's it. That's all you need. And to this point, previously, I think Patrick Swayze's biggest things that he'd done were Dirty Dancing yes. and Ghost. Yes, probably, yeah. It must have been, at the time, quite surprising to see him in a role that really isn't, like, it's, it's almost like the antithesis of yeah. his characters yeah, that he's been yeah, before, like yeah. really kind of yeah, rugged, rugged man. man, yeah, yeah, and he's still got underneath in a way that ruggedness because yeah, I was well, watching he the film. Stands up for what he believes yeah. and uses his strength and power to make yeah. that happen. Because <laughs> I was watching the film and I was kind of like, all right, Wesley Snipes pretty convincing woman when he needs to be. I, I can get that. Like, he, he pulls it off pretty well. John Leguizamo, all right, one of the first things we've seen him in, not really that that well-known an actor at this no, point in time. No, I've never seen him in time. anything else, actually, either. Me, personally, I know he's been in other things, but... You, you've you heard him in things, though. Yes, yeah. He was hit the class. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> obviously, okay... That's all you've really seen him in at that point. So you have no basis for comparison, no. right? Patrick Swayze in this film, I was just kind of thinking the whole time, you you can just so clearly see that it's Patrick Swayze, though. Yeah, but they don't the know who Patrick time. Swayze is. I know is. they don't know who Patrick <laughs> Swayze is. But what I'm getting at is that Patrick Swayze is, for the most part, built like a football player. Yeah. So well, Wesley Snipes is also built pretty large. Yeah, and he did well to hide that in this, actually. Well, they just, you know, they just want to dress up like ladies and be powerful queens. What's the problem? Is there a problem with that? I have zero problems with that. What there we go, then. My, my point is that <laughs> it was it must have been quite surprising to see Patrick Swayze doing a role that was Yeah, right after those other ones that he's that, done. But still having the build of someone that has played those characters previously. But, you know, he did well. He did really well. And really, this is the thing. Really, really well. I, I, kind, I did kind of 
lose myself in just accepting that character. Yeah. And I, mean, going, I don't really like Patrick Swayze that much. I know that's like, oh no. But I didn't I didn't really like him. We know that you're allowed to not like people. I mean, you made enough of a point of it in Planes, Trades and Automobiles. Oh, all right. How much you really didn't like him in that. Who do, yeah, I know, but yeah. yeah. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not really... I'm not a huge fan of Patrick Swayze. I don't really... Didn't really like him much. But he was really, really good in this. Really yeah. Really good. I really, really like his acting in this film. I think he's really... It's, there's a lot... Wesley uh, Snipes is brilliant. They all are right. brilliant. But because I don't like him, that's what I see more. I see, oh my goodness, yeah, he's actually really good in this. Yeah. And that kind of changed... It yeah, didn't change yeah, yeah. my opinion, but I just thought of him as a better actor than I had before when I was yeah. this. And for him, this was coming off of doing a lot of films like Money Train and White Men Can't Jump and obviously Demolition Man he did a couple of years before this as Wesley well. Wesley Snipes talking about that. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah. So, again, it's not exactly the antithesis, but he'd done a lot of kind of it cop It is very films, different. Cop-centric films. Yeah, it is very different. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And look, his reaction when they go into that shop, when they go into the shop and he runs upstairs and he sees those 60s clothes and he's ah, 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 screaming. It's so good. I've got to ask, how much method acting do you think went into this? Because obviously you forget that they're not just turning up to set no. and acting. There's a whole process yeah, for doing them they, as drag queens. I mean, queens. I would imagine they probably met some drag queens sure like watched some watch their shows well they met they bloody did. RuPaul right <laughs> at the start <laughs> well yeah but they'd already done their they'd I bet RuPaul had a fair few words to say to them about no, how probably. to get into character yeah probably he probably <laughs> I, I kind of want to see Wesley Snipes on Drag Race now <laughs> I kind of want to see to that he's good, he's good. I, I mean he good. is good he's but good. he didn't create that character though that's the thing so no he just as, made the character yeah yeah, yeah as far as I know he's not doing much else at the moment I maybe he's know. got time to be on Drag Race you never know I don't know. know if his body would do, would be as good anymore to do this <laughs> probably not probably not but it doesn't matter you know all shapes and sizes can look fabulous absolutely he can, he can do it he can do it again 100% 100% surely yeah. that's the moral of the well not the, the moral but one of the points of the film you know I, I should give it right. another go you should give it another go take, take another bite of the apple yeah I do think that maybe there was a lot of method acting involved there like as soon was. as he did they probably did have to study yeah as yeah, soon as they hard. put on the outfits the makeup the wigs yeah it's like, okay, I'm no longer Patrick Swayze. I'm no longer <laughs> Wesley Snipes. I'm no longer John Leguizamo. I am now Chi Chi Rodriguez. <laughs> you know? So I think that it's a little bit of the veil comes down when they put the wig on and getting ready for the shooting. Yeah. So, oh yeah, they have to be somebody yeah. else, and then it's funny because you see him, you see him as Patrick Swayze, and you see Wesley Snipes getting ready at the beginning, putting their right outfits the together, they're putting their makeup on and everything. And, and you don't see them like that again. That, no, at all. you don't see them after that no. at all. So I they are totally in now. their characters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. They must have been in that all day, every day. Yeah, I mean, I know. 
obviously like being in the makeup with they I I have heard or seen not heard I've seen things say that in the makeup chair they were there for quite a long time and it was quite a grueling process but mm. I don't know I don't know if they would call it I would call it grueling process because they're they're getting extra makeup than they would before and wearing different outfits. Obviously, they're wearing things that they wouldn't normally be wearing. So wearing high heel shoes is probably very difficult because they they didn't they probably had to be trained doing that as well because they walked in them very well and they were high. It's and more difficult than have it looks. The build, the same build. <laughs> I don't know. And he says, so they probably he says with to, absolutely no authority and they're on kind the of like top heavy as well because they're so broad shouldered it kind of like throws your balance off so they probably had to learn quite like that type of thing but it's not like the Grinch you know no <laughs> it's, no I guess not so I guess they not. obviously had to wear different clothes than they were used to and they had to put more makeup on than they were used to but I don't yeah. know that, that there was nothing about them that was enhanced or fake so it's not like they're wearing fake noses fake lips or anything like that so I can't no. I can't see that it was a huge amount of like, no. strain very little in the way of extra prosthetics but they really go on about it as if it was like the trivia number three ding 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 this ding is number three and the last so not as much trivia as no i said rocky balboa trivia time no 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 okay, i mean i might have been right. able to find some if i'd really looked but I, I all right know. okay gary oldman was supposed to be in it <gasps> it was supposed to be gary really oldman. it was supposed to be gary oldman yeah. instead of patrick swayze or... i'm not sure exactly who instead of but wow. it was supposed to be going on. And then he said he'd just come off Batman, so he didn't want to sit in a makeup chair for hours getting ready with those to wake up on again. Gary Oldman had just come yeah. off of Batman. Yeah, wasn't he doing Batman? No, not Batman. I'm thinking about like way higher. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that's way oh, later on. No, no, no. No. Uh, what did he do? <laughs> do? The vampire thing. Dracula. Oh, Dracula. <laughs> I meant Dracula. I was thinking, yeah, he was in Batman. <laughs> I mean, technically, Dracula is a Batman. <laughs> I mean, See, my brain got was, confused. There was, there was very little that was actually wrong about that <laughs> statement. Was it was like, just the way just... <laughs> that you didn't leave a gap between Bat and Man. If there had been a gap there, he'd just <laughs> okay, come off of being Batman. I'll try that again. Man. Right, well, yeah, because he'd just come off the movie being Batman. The Batman, <laughs> and he didn't want to sit in the makeup chair for any longer. <laughs> oh, you mean Dracula, yes. right? Yes, you know, See, the, man I... <laughs> the man that is really, a bat. The man that is a bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was confusing. Oh, that damn. confused my brain. Batman. And that, I was, <laughs> that was brilliant. So yeah, I mean, technically, nothing was wrong about that statement. No. So there we go. Always right. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I think Gary Oldman is such a fantastic actor that doing something like this wouldn't have broken his stride too much. I am very much of the opinion that Gary Oldman oh, he's great. can do pretty but much anything. He just, but he didn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> he just didn't want to. But and I can understand that because... I appreciate you, that the three people yeah. that did it were still really good. So it doesn't... That's, that's his 100%. loss. 100%. <laughs> and when you see the amount of makeup and prosthetics and everything that Gary Oldman did have to put on to be a Batman yeah. in Dracula, yeah. then you can kind of understand and go, yeah, if you come off of one film where you've done that, straight onto another film where you might have to do something yeah. like that, it's... Yeah. yeah, I suppose. Yeah, he just didn't fancy it, I guess. Yeah. But, well, his loss. I think it would have been a little bit of a 
different very movie. Different. Yeah, very different. He's also not as big and burly, is he? So... I was going to say, the character of Vida Bohem yeah, would I have like less that impact. Because the reason why, like, he's big as as a woman, which means, like, not in an overbearing way, but in a I'm a protector, I'm going to look after you way. He was really right. like a mother hen type situation. Right. And that's because you can see him being, he looks big and like he could protect and care for you. And that's obviously the whole point of it. I right. don't see Gary Oldman in that way. No. And I think that's where the Unless character he was being really somebody works. Else, I don't know. But I think really they have to have yeah. the, they have to have the black character and they have to have the Hispanic character for it to kind of be... The triple threat. Yeah, and so he <laughs> yeah. must have been Patrick Swayze's character instead. Yeah, and I think I that's how the character really works yeah. best. Yeah, I think really. so. Yeah. Chi Rodriguez, also a golfer. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Obviously, if you've watched any kinds of films, at the end of the credits it says none of these characters are based on... Yeah. All of these characters are fictional... At the end of this one, it said the character of Chi-Chi Rodriguez <laughs> is in no way attributed to or based on the golfer of the same name. Yeah. How do you think the real Chi-Chi Rodriguez felt about that? I don't know because I didn't know that there was a real person called that. So I, can't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean... And I didn't even remember that that was her last name. No, I mean, if anything, I would probably feel that this would have helped further my career. Yeah, maybe. If anything. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So... I wouldn't be mad about it. I wouldn't be. No. <laughs> she was a sexy hot Latina. Exactly. A fi- fiery Latina woman. Yeah. Dare we talk about a recasting <laughs> of this if it was made today? Um, I'm not sure. Oh... Okay, a recasting if it was made today. Well, Zac Efron. 100%. Because Zac Efron can just do absolutely anything. And I think he's got the right amount of... He's not huge. He's not a huge man. No. But he is quite a built guy. And right. I think he would look quite good as like this mother hen type thing that Patrick Swayze brought. Sure. Um, and Kenny Ortega could come back... <laughs> To produce it, perfect. and they'd be working together again. <laughs> this the is the dream, reuniting the dream team together again. This is the reuniting <laughs> of the century. This is Zac yes. Efron and Kenny Ortega working together again. Yes, right. Who would be? I can't even remember what Wesley Snipes' character's name was. Yeah, it's difficult to say. It's like I keep forgetting because like, I keep forgetting how to pronounce no, it. Yeah, yeah, Jackson. Anyway, is the last name. <laughs> oh right, okay, Miss Jackson. <laughs> Yeah, Noxima. Noxima Jackson. Noxima Jackson, that's what it was. That's what I... Yeah, it's hard yeah, to Yeah, it's... It is... It's, it's difficult to get a head one. round, Solo. I have to hear of you, done. Yeah. Um, He was in Star Wars. He was in Solo. Oh! Donald and, Glover! Yes! Yeah, Why I can see that. Why would that be good? I can see that. No, I was... I thought you were... I, I'm going to look said, at a picture of him. When you said... Oh, oh. <laughs> John Boyega, I thought for Not a second. Not John Boyega. Then. No, 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 no. I think. No. <laughs> I think Donald Glover. Yeah. Donald Glover. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, Donald Glover. Yeah, I can see him doing that really, really well. Actually, I think you're right. Yes. 
Because he's Childish Gambino. Yeah, he is. That's what I was trying to think. Or So he's already got, like, the music and the dance there as well. So, or, ooh, maybe, maybe... Um, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. He might yes. be quite fun. Because actually, I mean, yeah, he's got a sense of humour, hasn't he? He does. <laughs> he know. does. I think Danny good. Glover is probably a better... I think that's Donald Glover. Who was he in? Who was he, Danny in something? No, Danny Glover is his <laughs> yeah. dad. He's his dad. Yes, I didn't know that. Yes, Ghostbusters man. No, <laughs> no, no. That's Ernie Hudson. I don't think I know who Danny Glover that's, is. That's Ernie, Ernie Hudson. Hudson. Yes. Who? What does he do? Danny Glover was in <laughs> Lethal Weapon. Oh, that's not as impressive. I'm not impressed by that now. No. All right. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that, that went all wrong all the time. That did go wrong. Um, so who would we cast as a modern day Chichi Rodriguez? That's quite difficult, isn't it? That's a difficult one to do. Maybe because this is the thing: John Lake Uzamo was really young when he played that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he could just do it again. Maybe John Lake Uzamo could actually come back reprising his role as Chichi Rodriguez, and Chichi Rodriguez is then the main one. Maybe it's not a recast. Maybe it's another one of those amazing sequels that we are so famous for. Maybe he's actually teaching two new people. Oh, see, that because would be at a the good end, sequel. It was really good at the end because he won the Drag Queen of America, which was amazing. <gasps> right! Because, I mean, and that just, like, furthers this fairy godmother thing because they, along the way, they taught her the four main steps steps of being, being a drag, drag queen. queen and then at the end she thought she was worthless and rubbish and awful just a boy in a dress but she won the entire thing and right. that's so nice it's such a feel-good story like everybody came that out is. of this film just being On better yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good it's just so good everybody everyone that they touched came out just came out yeah amazing. came out fabulous yes you're yep. absolutely right so good so is this so can I can I do the pitching of the sequel okay, now? Okay. Right? Okay. We'll, we'll call it Tu Wong Tu Wong Fu. <laughs> Not Tu Wong Tu. <laughs> I was I nearly said that, and then I thought, well, that would be changing the actual name of the person then. So maybe Tu Wong Fu. <laughs> thanks for everything again, Julie Newman. Okay, right. So thanks for everything again. <laughs> okay. It's the three drag queens. Yeah. Still on the road. Yeah. Right? Maybe this time it is Chichi Rodriguez teaching two yes. new young yeah. protégés, taking them on a road trip. Yeah. But this time they actually do go looking for Wong Fu to try to find out what his connection to Julie Newmar was like in my original Oh, okay, I see. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, they yeah. actually are... They actually do go and find Wong Fu. Yes. In the end, yeah. and they go, "Hey, this this like they how find d- Wong Fu? Yeah, they knew where Wong Fu was. He goes to the restaurant that they were in. Well, no, because didn't they say at the start who's Wong Fu? And they got and they say, "I've got no idea." Because that's I think I thought that was part oh, of the mystery. Robin Williams. I thought that was part Did of the mystery. Did he say that to Robin Williams? Yeah. I mean, yeah, a nice little cameo from Robin Williams there that can't go and miss. We need to talk about that. We really <laughs> do, because it was just after this that he was Mrs. Doubtfire as well. Oh, maybe they gave him tips. 
Yeah, see, this is the thing. It all leads into one another. I feel another. like he went through much more to change his appearance in that film than they did. Yeah, I don't want to belittle their, no. their, like, you know, dedication and their enthusiasm to this project. But I still think that he went... He had <laughs> he so had a much new face. done. A new face. Unrecognisable. Yeah. But do you think it was from... Well, not unrecognisable. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Still got the body of exactly like a woman. (laughs) No, still got the body of Robin Robin Williams under there. (laughs) Do you think that it was? I I I hasten to say that it was from appearing in this film that inspired him to take the role as Mr. Stoutsoe. I don't know because he was only kind of a a bit cameo in this. Yeah, but any time I see. Robin Williams do anything it reminds me just how great he is at holding a captive audience yes. on screen yeah. for as long as he needs yeah. to and Yeah, you're not watching anybody else when he's saying his when he's doing No. That. No, all attention is on him yeah. because he is absolutely fantastic in everything that he does. It is one of the most tragic losses mm. I think that we've had yeah. is Robin Williams mm. because he just commanded screen yeah, he time. Was good. Yeah. yeah. So he was great in this and he was in it for four minutes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe he's Chi Chi's husband now in the sequel. Well, no, they can't do that. No, but why not? Why could, not could have be, that? Could be, you know, mentioned a few times. Yeah. It doesn't need to be in there. Why not have that as part of the story? You don't necessarily need to see him, but it would be a nice they got inclusion. They at the beginning, didn't they? They did. They actually, to be fair, he's probably... John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> oh, his name is my name too. <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest bits of the film for me. <laughs> really? I was like, are they joking? Like, is that his name? <laughs> Like, oh, God, that is his name. <laughs> it's also your name. It is, it is my name, too. Yeah, he's kind of actually the catalyst that sets this whole film off. They couldn't have done any of this without him. No. And he's, his character's in it for two minutes in the beginning. But they he gives them the money and he says, go to this place, get the car. Sure. And if they hadn't gone to that place and got that car, they wouldn't have broken down in that. They wouldn't have broken down in that. small town. No. He's the instigator of everything yeah. that is. There yeah. go. I like it. Mm. I like it. So Robin Williams coming in, instigating action, blowing out of there. They'd have to go back to that small town in the sequel to get the picture back, though, because he gave it to Stockard Channing's character. Maybe Stockard <laughs> Channing has had enough of being in that town now. Like she has yeah, kept she the town fabulous. Yeah, because she wanted to bring up her children, fabulous. didn't yeah. she? That's the so thing. her children. They're all grown they're up. Grown up they've moved away. She's got no one left. They blow through town. They pick her up. <laughs> There's four of them on the trip now. It's getting yeah. It's a party now. Yeah, it's a party. Yeah, we should make it. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, let's I write like, the script. I would. I'd watch that. Yeah, I would watch it. Yeah. So shall we do a rating? Let's do a rating. I'm excited to see what this one's going to be out of. Have you thought? I have thought. Okay. I, it was a, it was a tough one. It was a tough I one. Ask, to... Actually, I want to ask first. What was your favourite part of the film? I think my favourite part of the film was probably seeing. 
Patrick Swayze stand up for the housewife character Stockett, Stockard yeah, Channing's character. Because so nice. I quite like that because it's rounding off the character because you've seen that character be very feminine until yeah, that point. Yeah, tries to kind of hold herself with like some right. Ooh, and you, you know, see... decorum and just breathe, don't get caught it, up. You know? Exactly. And that's and it's this one moment where you kind of see the frustration in Vida's character yeah. bubble over and she kind of crosses that line back into mm. who she is like underneath, really. Yeah. Underneath all of the makeup and the wig and everything like that lets that out a little bit and, yeah. and is is done putting up with stuff. So I liked I liked that. I liked seeing that. that. Was, yeah, I like that too. And I think that's because that, I think that's important to her character development because Character actually... development, darling. <laughs> character development. Because actually you kind of get the sense that she's doing that because she's sticking up to the bully because right. the bully was her dad, her mum. You know, she's been through that so many times, so she doesn't want to watch this person go through it as well. And she's going to stand up for it. And it's like, it's kind of obviously reminded her of the situation that she was brought up in under the thumb yeah. of somebody. But don't pretend to be a woman. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't look like that. And so she had to kind of help somebody that was less than... Right. Less strong, you know, let's exactly. say. Exactly. And you can't take spice out of sauce. What the heck are you talking about? Who takes take spice out, out of a chilli? Oh, yeah, that's right. Throw it on the floor. That's going to take it out. Right. <laughs> Idiot. Like, Get out of here. <laughs> what, what did he put in? A little bit of paprika. <laughs> like, paprika is barely a spice. <laughs> like, what are you talking this about? This guy is bland to the point, though. This so guy vanilla. The bee in bland. Just make him a grilled cheese or a <laughs> tuna mayonnaise sandwich and be done with it. Tuna mayonnaise. They don't oh, like them fish. Oh, I'm sorry that your tuna mayonnaise is too spicy <laughs> for you, mate. <laughs> God! Oh, do you want a punt of yogurt without tuna mayo? Is it too hot for Jeez. you? Jeez! <laughs> oh, what? You don't want spice in your meat and beans? <laughs> he is bored. He's That's just a it. boring, bland guy. Just get rid of him out of the town. Everyone's getting better off for it. <laughs> See you later. I know it was only it was they turned up on Friday night, so they woke up Saturday morning and said we need this car to be fixed. And then they were blowing out of there come Monday. <laughs> yeah, then on Monday they were out, and it seemed like they were there for years. They fixed all of that in two days. I mean, they are miracle workers. It's two, they, two I mean, days, literal, and they fixed all of that. Just took literal that time. fairy godparents. So I'm not saying that. I mean, it's a bit naive to say that guy's stutter just totally became non-existent in two days because he read a book. But they still helped him get along. Right. You know. And he, yeah. yeah. So there we go. So the husband's gone. And it was only two days. And actually, if Virgil had just let his wife do something for once, once in his blooming life, then she could have fixed that car. Yeah. Because she fixed the car straight away. She didn't have the part. The part never turned up because Virgil got kicked out. So she never right. had the part. And she just fixed the car anyway. Fixed the car anyway. So. She's been watching him this whole time. Yeah, she knows what's going on. She's she learned. To do. She learned. She learned. She's a woman. She knows. She knows. <laughs> they blow in there to town. Making all of these connections, pairing Look, people she's off. She's too scared to go off and do the work that needs to be done, even though she didn't need. She knew she didn't need a new part, but she was too scared to do it because he was an idiot. So yeah, there we go. There we go. It was a tough one to come up with a rating for. Okay. Because I was trying to think of something abstract to go on. Right. Okay. okay? Yes. Yeah. And I again, I would like to reiterate from what I said at the start before I say my rating. But I did enjoy this film. I okay. liked it a lot. 
I don't think it's designed for someone like me to make a significant connection with, but as a spectator of the film from the outside, I can appreciate its relevance mm -hmm. and how iconic it is. So I'm going to give it three and a half. Okay. I'm going to give it three and a half strawberry pies. <laughs> Are they wild strawberry pies? They are red and wild. <laughs> red and wild strawberry pies. They are oh. like the most wild <laughs> strawberry pie. And everyone in that town has one. Laugh. I don't know why. It was just the most inconsequential line, but it just made me laugh so much. Just the way it was like the throwaway. Well, that's your theme, red and wild. <laughs> so of course. But, the, but these are the it's things that make you laugh. Like <laughs> there are some films I've shown you that have been hilarious all the way through and you barely cracked a smile and then someone says something minorly sarcastic and you go that's the funniest thing I've seen all the film and I'm like that was such a throwaway I know, but I line I laugh at things that nobody else laughs at and that's why we love you who's we? everyone everyone okay. everyone ever great. yeah what makes me laugh is tone and intonation. And it's just the way he said it. He could have said anything in that line. It's just the way he said it. Well, laugh. there you go. There's your theme, Red and Wild. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's just, it's funny to me. So are you, um, so are you happy with three and a half? I am happy with that. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. I mean, well, after knowing the trivia, I think I would have done three and a half corner of the cobs, but that's fine. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. I, I was tempted to do that when you said that, but I thought... It's less relevant to the film. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I thought. I also just thought him trying to find the girl that fits that shoe is like a Cinderella thing, and she is the princess. She is the that's drag right. princess, and they're trying to find yes. the shoe that fits. Yes, that's another weird yeah. Disney connection there. Yeah. But yeah, Disney princesses and Disney yeah. fairy godmothers. But that just made me think. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I did think that very Cinderella-like. Yeah. But, but yeah. I just love this film. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Amber is a big fan of this film, and now I'm a pretty big fan of it as well. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Julie Newmar gets three and a half strawberry pies out of me. And this is the second one of these that I've rated that Amber hasn't had to rack her brains to come up <laughs> with a rating for. But do you agree with that rating. Do you think that maybe Tu Wong Fu is more of a classic than maybe I'm giving it credit for? Do you agree that it is fully iconic? Do you have a personal connection with Tu Wong Fu that is a level that maybe we haven't taken into consideration? Are there other films that you think that we should be watching that can also be considered classic or iconic that we might not have seen before all of these thoughts and more can be expressed to us via twitter i am at drew bridger at amber inch and make sure to use the hashtag bttr pod so that we know that we are being talked about on the internet what else should they do amber they should like subscribe and review on your podcast service and rate five stars also check out our Instagram page, which is at BTTRpod. It is. It is indeed. Amber does all of the stuff for our Instagram page. 
and it's all really good stuff. We're going to be working on some new things to go up on there to keep people entertained and give some insider stuff about our show. And do make sure that you leave that rating like Amber told you to. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do what I say. Yeah. If you've enjoyed the show, that is. No, if just you, do it anyway. If you haven't enjoyed the show, don't leave a rating. But do tell your enemies. Maybe they'll like it. I don't know. Subject them to it. But until our next episode, Amber, yeah. I've got um, a corn on the cob somewhere <laughs> about my person. Do you want to try and find it? Um, it's quite obvious, actually. Is it? Oh, yeah, it's here in my hand. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not sure I can get away with that. 